Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Again, welcome everybody online. We're grateful that you've joined us. We really are. And we hope that you can come and see us soon in the flesh. Praise the Lord. Um, uh, We're grateful that every time we gather together, God's got something to say to us. I got here early this morning, as I always do, and um, I planned to go a certain direction and prepared for it, and then all of a sudden, it just I sat down on my office chair, and the moment I did, the Holy Ghost spoke to me regarding what I'm going to share today, and I'm so, how many are grateful for the Holy Ghost? Amen. I don't want day-old food. You know, I don't want something that was cooked yesterday, except for my wife. She does, she's pretty good. She, she, she cooks so well that it tastes just as great the next day. Amen. I'm not stupid, guys. I'm not dumb. <laughs> no, she is a great cook. Anyway, um, he spoke to my heart. And I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. We'll go there in just a moment. But I'm going to begin in the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. Where John, the apostle John, John the Beloved, had a vision from God, and it is Revelation. And Revelation 1.8 says this, Jesus speaking. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God, he who is and who who was and who is to come. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Almighty, the ruler of all. And I said this in the first service. He's not the ruler of all. He's the ruler of all those who are letting him rule, letting him rule them. Amen. I said amen. And that's who he's ruler over. And the uh, Message Bible says, the master declares, I love this, I'm A to Z. I'm the God who is, the God who was, and the God about to arrive. Hallelujah. I'm the sovereign strong. Isn't that beautiful? That's what the Message Bible says, that he's one that is about to arrive. And Pastor Vicki was sharing a prayer this morning about that very thing, that Jesus is coming soon, and we need to be getting prepared for it. Amen. Now, John continues in chapter 21, and I wanted to read this to let you know something about your future. Let's read this. I saw heaven and earth new created. Gone the first heaven, gone the first earth, gone the sea. Saw, uh, I saw holy Jerusalem new created, descending um, resplendent out of heaven, as ready for God as a bride for her husband. And then I heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look. God has moved into the neighborhood, making his home with men and women. Come on, everybody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. They're his people. He's their God. Now watch this. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death is gone for good. Tears are gone for good. Crying is gone for good. Pain is gone for good. That's a good place to shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All the first order of things gone. The enthroned continued, look, I'm making everything new. Write it all down, each word dependable and accurate. Then he said, it's happened. I am A to Z. I'm the beginning. I'm the conclusion. From water of life well, I give freely to the thirsty. How many here are thirsting for more of God in your life? Amen. If you're thirsting, he's going to fill you. Hallelujah. But I love that. I love that scripture because 
right here is your future. It's the promised hope of what's to come. I know we've always heard this phrase because it is true. Um, all the gimmicks that people have tried to rip other people off with. And the old saying, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. But in this case, it is true. Amen. We have a future, and that future is called eternity with our Lord and Savior. And he is going to return. He is going to set up his kingdom, his rule here for a thousand years, and it's going to be a glorious event when it happens. I'm serious. I get all excited when I think about it. Because why? Because we have, we, from the day we were born, from the day we were born, there's been warfare in our lives. Uh, challenges, difficulties, you know. Why? Because we do have an adversary. Uh, and uh, it's going to be glorious for that thousand years when he's chained, uh, chained up, praise God, and we get to be down here in our glorified bodies, hallelujah. And I've asked the Lord if I can ride my Harley at that time, and I think he said, okay. <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. Let's continue. So God, during this time that we're living in these last days, he wants us to learn how to trust him as we journey towards this promised land called eternity. Hallelujah. Now, in Exodus 12, chapter, we're going to use Israel as an example of, of, um, of uh, those who did not continue in their journey like God wanted them to. In Exodus 12, well, let me just go ahead and prepare by saying this. Now, in Exodus 12 here, up to this point, Israel has been in, in, in bondage to Egypt. Uh, Egypt was a type of the world under Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan. And um, for 430 years, because of two things, their faithlessness and their rebellion. They just, they just rebelled against God. They would not serve God. See, you have to understand the kind of the picture here. God chose, a, God raised up a nation called Israel. Uh, again, this may be a... Uh, clue you not know this, but Abraham was not a Jew. The Jews came out of Abraham. Okay, so Abraham was simply a Gentile who believed in the unseen God and served him. And because of that, uh, because of his faith in God, he obeyed God and did what God said. Hallelujah. And um, out of that awesome um, life of allegiance and faith, uh, God raised up what he promised, a, a, a family out or... Uh, all the families of the earth, all the ethnicities of the earth shall be blessed, Abraham, because of you, because of your faith and your obedience. Amen. And so God raised up this nation, but through the process of time, they, were, they rebelled against God. They got influenced by the uh, uh, gods the nations around them served. And, and so because of that, they, they stopped obeying God and they fell under something called a curse, under the Egyptian slavery for 430 years. So now the Bible says in chapter one that um, God heard their cry uh, because of their uh, crude taskmasters. And he honored his word uh, uh, that he gave to Abraham and to bring deliverance to, to his, uh, the seed of Abraham, the children of Israel. And so verse 1 out of chapter 12 says this, The Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Now, Pastor Vicki, you had no idea what I was sharing on this morning, but you, she's always sharing things that I'm sharing. and It takes it away from the, the impact on you because she uh, tells it first. But anyway, she said this at prayer, if you weren't there, um, that, and I did not know this, honey, till this morning uh, when I sat down, the Lord spoke to my heart to uh, share on uh, something called entering into uh, uh, God's rest. And um, I had no idea that tomorrow is, is, uh, is a Jewish holiday called Rosh Hashanah, and it is the celebration of their new year. 
All right, we celebrate our New Year January 1st. They celebrate theirs, I had no idea, tomorrow and Tuesday. I said, Lord, you're so cool, because I didn't know it. And so uh, they're selling me their, their New Year tomorrow. So right here in Exodus 12, God said, now this is going to be a new year to you, a year of the supernatural, the year of blessing, and the year of divine deliverance. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I mean, you might as well take that as your own right now. Come on. Give him praise that this is the year of his divine blessing. Hallelujah. His divine protection and provision. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so... And uh, Exodus, the first chapter, um, I just quoted that a second ago, that what happened, the reason they were in this dilemma right here um, was, I mean, it was because of rebellion, but what happened was Joseph, do you remember Joseph, how that he, uh, he had favor with, uh, because he walked with God, he obtained favor with the Pharaoh, and so he was in second command of all of Egypt, okay? But what happened was that that Pharaoh died, a new Pharaoh arose who didn't know Joseph, and so because of that, um, uh, the, uh, because of that, persecution arose because of the new leadership or dictatorship as he was. And here's what he said, the Pharaoh, in verse 9 of Exodus 1. He said to his people, look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. And that has been the plan of the devil since the day you were born is to stop you and keep you from growing spiritually in your life. I'm telling you this, amen, to stop you from growing spiritually in your life. And, um, and listen, this COVID crisis is just the beginning of many crises to come. My, and I'm only bringing that up to say, what are you going to, I mean, what is going to be the next level of fear into your life? What is going to be the next thing that shakes the spiritual foundation of your life? If you're prepared spiritually, you won't be shaken no matter what happens in your life, no matter what happens, whatever it is that comes in, in our nation. And you'll have your faith in God. Verse 11. So the Egyptians made the Israelites slaves. And they appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. The more the Egyptians oppressed them, though, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy, and they made their lives bitter. Now, I've shared this because I've shared it before from the pulpit. It's a true statement, even though it's not in Proverbs, it's not in the Bible, but it's a true statement. Uh, the, the, the pain, the pain to remain the same must become, become greater than the pain for change. If, if it doesn't, you'll just stay the same. You'll never change. The pain to remain the same must be greater than the pain for change, which is exactly what was happening here. That pain intensified until Israel said, now we're ready to go. Now we're ready to follow someone out of this situation. Of course, they did. And Moses, who was a type of Christ, led them out. Amen. I said, amen. And Exodus 5, 1 says, Moses obeyed God, went to the Pharaoh, type of Satan, and said, who is a type of Satan, and said, let my people go. And what did the Pharaoh do? He intensified the adversity. He intensified the pain, the affliction in their lives. He made life even worse for them. And I've said this because that's true. Anytime you decide you're going to make a greater commitment to God's word, God's house, prayer, serving, anything like that, spiritual warfare is going to intensify in your life. It's just going to. You might as well get used to that so that you don't retreat every time it happens. If you agree, say amen to that. 
Exodus 5, 6. The very same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers, let heavier work be laid upon the men. Let's turn up the heat of adversity. Why? So that we strip them of hope and strip them of, uh, of any future uh, a change in their lives. And that's exactly what the enemy is doing, even in America today. Uh, we, we have finally come uh, to a place in our nation where we're no longer trusting in man, but we're turning to God to trust him. Because, uh, because that's the only answer for this nation. The answer for this nation is not politically, it is spiritually. And the only reason this nation is where it is today, uh, where it is to, the only reason this nation is where it is today is because the church, uh, as the, uh, the church, I believe, is a picture of the church of Laodicea in Revelation. We become lukewarm. And God wants us on fire. I said, God wants us on fire. God wants us to live what we've been preaching. Can I have an amen? And I, uh, and I believe that he's stirring us up for that very thing. Hallelujah. So God delivered them by the hand of Moses. And once, he, once Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, listen to this, their journey was, one of, was to be one of trusting God and resting in God. Trusting God and resting in God. I, I said, if you're not careful, you're going you're, you're gonna to get, you're going to get, and I hear it constantly from people. That's why I can't listen to the news. Um, I hear it constantly from people how things are uh, in America. And, uh, and I, again, I'll just tell you this because it, if you're not careful, you get shook. I just heard uh, there were like 10 farmers uh, out of Nebraska. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, um, Matt, but uh, uh, farmers out of Nebraska that said that they passed some kind of a law. Uh, I don't know, it's a 30-30 law or something recently, and that all the farmers in Nebraska, I could be wrong in the amount, but it was something like 1.3 billion acres of land they have to uh, till up, they have to destroy. Did you hear that? They have to destroy that land. Uh, why? Because of the footprint, because of the, um, the carbon, uh, you know, the green, the green thing that's going on. And all, every one of the farmers said, uh, because of that very thing, is it going to cause food, food shortage? And so, if you, if, and, and, and it, may, it may, but you have to understand that God is God, he's your provider, and he's going to take care of you no matter what. I've, amen. Yeah, let, give God praise, because it's true. He's going to take care of you. I've, I've never, I've never, here's what David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging for bread. That's what David said, hallelujah. So my point in bringing that up is when you hear news, you got to get back to the good news. You got to get back to the truth of God's word to know who God is in your life because he's going to take care of you. America is not our God. God is God. Politicians are not our God. God is God. Hallelujah. What's that? Yeah. The fact, yeah, go to the, what'd you say? It's time to fact Oh, it's time to fact check. Go to the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, our Christian journey isn't any different than the children of Israel. Um, uh, listen, faith in and obedience to God's word was their ticket to the promised land. And that's the same with us. Faith in and obedience to God's word is our ticket or our spiritual lifeline to our divine destiny. Now, in Hebrews 3, verse 12, uh, it says this. So search your heart. Now, now he's talking to the body of Christ in Hebrews. Okay, this is a, and he's using Israel as a, the example. So he says, so search your hearts every day, my brothers and sisters, and make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you. 
for it will lead you astray and make you unresponsible to, unresponsive to the living God. Think about that. Amen. Unbelief. That unbelief is that's the killer. Unbel- you know what, you know what fear is? Fear is faith contaminated. That's what fear is. Fear is faith contaminated. You are, you are trusting in something other than God's word. And it's creating fear in you. Fear of the, fear of the future. What's going to happen? Well, I know one thing. We are at, in a, again, we are at the, at the end of this, or getting closer to the end of this dispensation. And Pastor Vicki shared something this morning. She says, and, um, the, the, the Jews are celebrating um, their, uh, what year is it? Uh, you shared it. Um, 5782. And when you put the Hebrewic numbers together, it means, and I thought that was cool, it means habitation. Habitation. I said habitation. What does that mean? I mean, if there's ever time that you need to get God habitating on the inside of you, it's now. It's right now. Knowing he's living in you. You are the house of God. Hallelujah. Listen, and he's going to take care of his house. Praise God. No matter what. Praise the Lord. Let's go on. So, um, the world around us is in a state of spiritual chaos, political chaos, racial chaos, social and economic chaos. And you can either join them and live in a state of fear, stress, unrest, and hopelessness, or trust in God and enter into his rest, because that's what he wants for you. So let's read a little bit here out of, out of Hebrews, um, and then we'll wind this up. Now, verse 13. This is the Passion Bible. Uh, just a beautiful translation. Now, this is the time. Say, now is the time. Amen. To encourage each other to never be stubborn or hardened by sin's deceitfulness. For we are, it's so interesting that word deceit. Do you remember in James, the first chapter, verse 22, it says, be doers of the word, watch this, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. What does that mean? You're deceiving yourself to believe that you can disobey God and still get his blessing. That you can murmur and complain and get into fear about how bad things are and just never know, you don't know what you're going to do because everything's falling apart. Or you can say, praise God, God is my God, hallelujah, he's my savior, he's my healer, he's my deliverer, he's my provider, he's my guide, God is everything that I need, hallelujah, on this side of heaven, amen. That's what he wants. Deceitfulness simply is, a, is you're deceiving your heart because you're not believing God, but you're still wanting his favor in your life. Let's go on. If we, uh, now, he says, for we are mingled with the Messiah. If we will continue unshaken into this confident assurance from the beginning until the end. For again, the scriptures say, if only today you would listen to his voice. Don't make him angry by hardening your hearts as you did in the wilderness rebellion. The same people who were delivered from bondage and brought out of Egypt by Moses were the ones who heard and still believed. They heard, oh, excuse me, they heard and still rebelled. They grieved God's heart for 40 years by sinning in their unbelief until they dropped dead in the desert. So God swore in an oath that they would never enter his calming place of rest all because they disobeyed him. So it is clear that they could not enter into their inheritance because they, were, they wrapped their hearts in unbelief. And I've never heard, Pastor Vicki shared this um, with me, this, uh, she goes, uh, Luke, the 18th chapter, where it said, God said um, a, a beautiful parable about the unjust judge, uh, judge and the widow. But he said, at the end of that parable, he goes, 
uh, when the Lord comes back, will he find faith in the earth? Oh, that, that to amplify says, will he find persistent faith? Will he find people believing me, people serving me, people obeying me? Can I have an amen? He said, well, I find that when he comes back. Persistent faith. Today, I've never seen such fear in the church. You know, fear, I mean, fear. And it's propagated by the church. You know, talking about, you know, even the COVID shot. I mean, you know, everybody's freaking out. Everybody's in fear. Everybody, you know, uh, you know, just, I mean, doing all sorts of, listen, you got to do what's ever in your heart. And I don't, I don't look down on anybody whether they get a shot or don't get a shot, whether they wear a mask or don't wear a mask. The only thing I was mad about the mask thing was bad. I, what I was mad about that is because I don't want the government uh, making me do something that ain't right. I mean, that's the only thing. Because the more they control you, the more they control you. And that's the only thing I don't care about. But, but as far as, you know, the whole thing, people have died from, from the situation. And my heart goes out to people uh, for that very thing. But people have died for uh, so many things through the earth, uh, 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 through, through our time we're here. People have died from all sorts. Every day people are dying from something. But I'm just simply saying, but don't, don't look down at people who get shots or don't get, for, let's keep the church united in love, uh, you know, uh, and because and I'm not, I don't live where you live, I live where I live, I, you know, I mean, I have certain convictions, whether I get the shot or don't get the shot, it doesn't make any difference. If I had to get the shot, I'd take it in faith, praising God that every disease, germ, and every virus to test my body dies instantly in Jesus' name. I'm not going to get into fear. And we, didn't need to, we need to stop this stuff and look down on people that did get the shot look like, like they're of less faith. No, 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 no. You, you live where you live. I'll live where I live. And let's just walk in love and unity together and let God be God in the situation. Can I have an amen? And that's just so important. Verse chapter 4. Now, the promise of entering into God's rest is still for us today. Amen. Uh, so we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did, yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. Watch this. For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath, they will not enter into my rest, God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. For it says in the scriptures, on the seventh day, God rested. What does that mean? On the seventh day, he said, all is well. Now, I have provided for my guys, my men, my women, my children, for as, as long as the earth remains, I'm resting because everything's provided for. Come on, give God praise for that. He, don't, we've, been serving God for four, we've been serving God for 50 years. And, uh, you know, we just celebrated, we, you know, we'll stop saying it now, I'll get a little tired, but we've been, we just celebrated 40 years of ministry here, because that is an achievement, that is, that is a miracle, that, you, you know, that's something like that happened, but my point in bringing that is, the good news about that is, we know that God, through this 40 years of wilderness, has provided everything we've ever needed, hallelujah, and guess what, he'll do the same for you, praise God, in your journey, give him praise for that, it's true, all, I mean, 40 years. 40 years, he'll do the same for you. He's a good God, and he's faithful to his word. Amen. You know, I always laugh about all these politicians and stuff uh, 
who think they're big, or Bill Gates, or the rest of them, they're going to stand before God one day, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be a good thing. So they better get their hearts right, get repent, and get saved, because when you stand before God, you're going to be very, very tiny. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the word rest means settle down, and the word repose is there. That means to rest, sleep, tranquility. Right? That, that, don't, that don't sound like the church today. I mean, I'm telling you, she's uptight about all that's going on. When God said, just rest in me, just rest, just trust me. I said, just trust me. That's what God says. Look up and say, Lord, I trust you. With my life, with my family, with my children, with my marriage, with my business, I trust you. Now give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let's continue with just a few more verses here. Verse 7. For God still has ordered a day for us to enter into uh, today. For it was long... Is that what it say? For it was long... Um, for God still has ordained a day for us to enter into called today. Oh, for us to enter into called today. Amen. Say today. today. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but today. See, God has given you, you know, when he talks about Romans 12, 3, he talks about the measure of faith. That faith, that measure of faith is more than enough for today. More than enough. More than enough. And I love the story that Jesus told the disciples. There's so many great stories in the Bible, great stories in the Bible regarding his provision. But um, he, didn't want to ever, he didn't want his disciples ever, ever to think about the natural provision. That's why he used the lilies in the field that are clothed more beautiful than Solomon's, Solomon in his kingship was clothed in, or the birds that, birds that just fly around. Uh, he cares about He cares about. All those things. He, he cares about feeding you with um, everything you need. He cares about clothing you, praise God, and uh, taking care of you. Amen. And then, but he said, so he said, don't take thought about that. Don't take thought. Don't take thought. Don't take thought about Don't take the thought. If you take the thought, you'll start to worry. It's because he wanted them to know he would always take care of them. And he did. I said he did. He'll do the same for you. Do you believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Amen. He always will. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's continue. Uh, for it was long afterwards that God repeated it in David's words, King David. If only today you would listen. Listen. That's why I preached that, uh, that, whole, that whole series on having ear, eyes to see and ears to hear. You need to hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. Listen to his voice. Do not harden your hearts. Now, if this promise of rest was... Fulfilled when Joshua brought the people to the land, God would not have spoken later of another rest yet to come. So we conclude that there is still a full and complete Sabbath rest waiting for believers to experience. Now, verse 10, as we enter into God's faith rest, say faith rest. Faith rest. See, this is supposed to be a faith rest life. I love that phrase, faith rest life. That's what God wants you to have, okay? Um, we cease from our own works, just as God celebrates his finished works and rests in them. So then we must be eager to experience this faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being where soul, spirit, um, and bone and marrow meat. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. There's not one person who can hide their thoughts from God for nothing that we do remains a secret and nothing, uh, that is, nothing created is concealed but every, 
standing is exposed and defenseless before his eyes to whom we must render an account. So, you know, I was thinking, uh, when we were kids, not funny, people, old people always say that, when we were kids, but this is really true, when we were kids, there wasn't a store open on Sunday, there wasn't a gas, sta- a gas station open on Sunday, it, everything was closed down. The whole nation honored that day called the Sabbath. Amen. If you wanted gas, you had to get it Saturday night. I remember well. You know, well, we didn't. We had a big tank at the farm. You know, so we always had gas. You know, for the vehicles. But um, yeah, yeah. But now today, they desecrated everything. Desecrated everything regarding the Sabbath. Amen. Even Sunday morning, I knew it would come to that, but it came so quick. And Sunday mornings, you know, are desecrated now with all the all the sports and all that 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 people do. And so. All of a sudden, you need to realize that, that, that slowly but surely, you're moving your family away, away from the spiritual foundation that you are to receive every time you get together on a Wednesday night or Sunday morning. And that is not only the spirit of God through praise and worship, but the anointing of God on his word. And all of a sudden, things are falling apart. Now, listen, and you don't have a foundation to stand on. Now, I'm, just, you know, I'm not insecure, whether you're here or not. I love you all, but, uh, you, know, that, you know, that's the way God is, you know. God, I mean, he, 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 he's not a control freak, you know. Wouldn't it be nice if he grabbed you by the ear and just pulled you to church on Sunday morning? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, the house would be full. We'd have chairs set up. People sitting up there. People sit, I mean, you know, and you'd have sore ears. But anyway, he doesn't do that. He gave you a will. You have to discern the value of what he's provided for you in your life. Amen. We went to Russia in 19, uh, uh, we went to Russia in 1983 and then 1986, and Angie joined us for that trip, and it was under communism. And um, you know what the heartache about that whole thing was? Uh, they didn't become communists until 1917. And boy, I tell you, once they lost what they had, I'm telling you, it was great suffering and heartache amongst the Russian people. We were there, right, Pastor Vicky, Angie? The darkness, the oppression, the weight, uh, nobody trusted anybody. Nobody, I mean, and I see that today. I see that today. Whether you get the shot or not, I guarantee you, if you don't get the shot, they're going to look down on you. But be careful, because you may be looking down on those that do. But I mean, I'm just saying, persecution arises for the word's sake, and... um, it's, but you need, I mean, it was such oppression, I couldn't believe it. And guess what? Today, there's, a, the, in, the, the, there's such an increase, a growing, a rapid increase in, in believing that socialism is the answer for America. And so that's growing, and that's very dangerous. Because I tell you, one day, I'll be gone, but you kids will weep bitterly that, that, that you have allowed a dictatorship government because uh, we have one right now, by the way, uh, in, into our nation uh, to destroy and strip you of everything that God wants you to have as a believer. And so that's, you know, if there's ever a time we pray uh, for our nation is today. If you agree, say amen. I mean, and then pray for us that there be a spiritual awakening. That's the only thing that's going to save our nation. It's a spiritual awakening. And I'm not talking about the heathen outside these doors. I'm talking about spiritual awakening in the church that we get out of our state of lukewarmness and get passionate on fire for God. I got to close. You guys have been very gracious. Amen. So I'm going to, um, 
Did I finish there? Um, yeah, I finished it. That's good. I want to close with uh, Hebrews 12. Uh, thank you for it. Now, this is it. Your last scripture, Pastor? This is my last scripture. <laughs> it is. Here it is. Be careful. Again, now, this is Hebrews. We just came from Hebrews 3 to Hebrews 4 with the warning. Man, you got to stay in faith. Serve God. You got to enter into rest. You got to trust him with your life. Trust him with your life. Say, say this out loud. Lord, I trust you with my life. Lord, Amen. There, see, there is a, there's a faith rest life that God wants you to have right now in the time that, that we're in as a nation, okay? And then he, Hebrews 11, he gives us examples of those who, who paid, those who endured great. We're going to talk, we're going to talk here uh, next Sunday about um, uh, sufferings according to the Bible. And uh, because men, a lot of these great men and women of faith did great things, but there's others that uh, paid the great price, their own lives for their kingdom. And then, and then chapter 12, he says this to us. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who's speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Well, how would you reject him? Well, you're not rejecting him as a believer. Uh, you know, just say, well, I reject Jesus. No, you're not doing that. But by disobeying his word, you're actually rejecting him. So he says, when God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise once again. I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. Say there's a shaking coming on. I mean, there's a shaking coming. There really is a shaking. Political shaking, economic shaking, social shaking. I mean, a shaking is going on. Why? So that everything, that everything that cannot be shaken will remain. And that is the word of God and the spirit of God. Can I have an amen? And the faith of God. That's right. So I want you to stand. I want to pray for you today. And musicians, thank you. And thank you. So God wants you to enter into rest. That was the whole emphasis of this word. Enter into rest. What does it mean? You're trusting God with your life. You're trusting God with your life. There were so many, you know, oftentimes, you know. Let me, can I... Can I be real transparent with you? We've been pastoring for 40 years, this church. Wonderful people, love people. We love all of you, and we mean that. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I love people. Pastor Vicky loves people, you know. 40 years. But at least 30 of those years, Thirty of those years have not been easy years. Thirty out of the forty. Not easy. Why? Because every time we open our mouths to invest God's word in you, the winds of adversity blow. They just do. So what do you do? Paul says, when having done all to stand, you stand. You stand upon the word. But I'm just saying, I just want you to know that for you to grow, someone has to pay that price for you to grow. For you to increase the level of spiritual knowledge that God has for you. I mean, I'm, you can get it on your own also, but you're from the, from the man of God or the woman of God. The winds of adversity are going to blow this way. That's why Paul says, pray for me.
The Apostle Paul said, pray for me. Well, we have never, never, I mean, we have never faced anything that the Apostle Paul faced. Nonetheless, how many have experienced warfare in your life? Attacks in your life? Come on, attacks, relationship. Yeah, it's all part of the journey. So where's your help come? Comes from above. Amen. I said amen. amen. So bow your head for me. I want to pray for you this morning. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.